Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome, everybody. This is another brand new season of the House of the Unusual podcast. Today, me and my buddy Chuck here are actually coming live. It's the first uh, episode we run in 2024. Uh, we have took a two-week hiatus there that we were just basically getting some things together to start the new season. Now, this is actually our fourth season. So we're now episode, uh, it will be episode one, fourth season. Uh, Chuck, how are you, buddy? All right. Yeah, good to be back. It's good to be back, and we got a lot to talk about. I just came uh, home from a vacation, which I'll get into just in a few moments, but uh, fantastic, man. Cold weather in Pittsburgh. We have a lot of snow out here. Very cold. It's like four degrees. <laughs> yeah, actually, over here, we've had snow yesterday, and it's so cold, man. I went outside before, and I was like, I'm coming back in. Um <laughs> Chuck, how was, uh, you went to the Dominican Republic now, is it hot over there right now? Yeah, it was close to 90 degrees, very sunny, I'll tell you, it was fantastic, absolutely beautiful, we stayed in an all-inclusive resort, uh, all-inclusive, uh, just in case the listening audience doesn't know, is you could literally go into any restaurant and order whatever you want, and you just say, okay, thank you, and walk away, you don't pay anything, out here, it's called theft. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was pretty cool and they got tons of bars which I don't drink uh, my son and I don't drink so we didn't we didn't have one drink all the time down there but they have every kind of liquor you can imagine and uh, the buffets were fantastic you know I think I gained roughly five pounds five or six pounds eating all that stuff and you got 24-hour room service which is really cool as well you could call up anytime and you could order uh, you know uh, whatever they have you know you know mostly um, fruit dishes and platters and things of that nature uh, the coffee is really good and they put leche in it hot leche which is some type of milk I don't know if it's almond milk or what but their coffee was really good so it was nice just to spend some time with my son Nick and we chilled and just went to the beach went to the pools uh, you know uh, they have fantastic cigars and we just had a great time now, now tell me a little bit about you said that some guy was trying to put a monkey on your neck <laughs> yeah, tell me the, that story on the beach it gets a little shady i'll tell you what uh yeah there's people trying to sell you a bunch of things one guy had a little monkey cute little i don't know if it was a spider monkey or what but he would put it on your shoulder and if you get a picture taken with it you know you could use your camera or whatever they were charging upwards of 175 dollars i mean it was getting ridiculous so you have to ask you know before you now when, you, when you're saying 175 dollars, is that 175 dollars in U.S. money or? Yeah, U.S. money, you know, so they can clip you pretty good, man. You know, so you have to ask before you get this monkey on your shoulder, uh, you know, or there's people that will braid your hair, you know, that could be like 250 dollars. You have to ask first, what do you charge? You know, and then you try and get them down. You don't want to pay that exorbitant money. You know, you you should have let them braid your hair, man. You would have been called the braided magician. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might, I might look better, you know. And if they see that you got the monkey on your shoulder, they bring over this one guy runs over with these big parrots, like these gigantic African parrots. One was um, red and one was yellow, I believe. And I don't know what they charge for that, but it's just crazy at the beach, man. You know, uh, we, you know, you know, we just told them we're here just to relax. I don't really want anything. I just want to chill. You know, 
<laughs> you know, uh, t talking to that experience, I remember a few years ago, I went to Atlantic City, New Jersey. And when I was in Atlantic City, I remember all I did was get out of the boardwalk for like two seconds because I was looking, you know, to to go to the uh, souvenir shops and all that stuff. Yeah. Man, shock. It was like every five seconds. Oh, come over here. You know, give us your credit card. And I'm like, no, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, it was kind of crazy because they didn't let me. In fact, I, I walked into just basically a store just to get away from people. And then I noticed that the same thing was happening in the vicinity of New Jersey where I live. There's uh, an overlooking um, kind of like, you know, you go to like Boulevard East in, in the town where I live. Yeah. And you see New York City from there. So the little park that was there was filled with those gypsies as well. <laughs> trying to, you know, sell you something. And I'm like, this is retarded, man. So it was kind of crazy because what happened apparently was i think the police stepped up and you know they stopped it which is a good thing because i mean even atlantic city right now new jersey you go there you don't want to even walk on the boardwalk because somebody's always trying to scam you with something it's crazy man you gotta and you gotta be careful i got a you know a friend from work she came back from uh egypt a week ago and now she's traveled i believe 30 countries so far and she told me the first time she had ever been in uh, Yemen and Egypt, I think it was. Yeah. And she was telling her mom and her were getting on, like, just walking, I think, by denial or something. She said there were people on boats that would pull up and they were either trying to give you a right or trying to sell you something. And she goes, <laughs> the problem is there was no space. Like, you had no space. They just came right up on your face and they're like, give me this. Give me a dollar. If you give me five dollars, I'll leave you alone. And I'm like, you know, the bad thing about that is because a lot of tourists that hear that, that have never been there, get turned off with stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, you would think, I mean, that's cool for to an extent. Like, I mean, I, I would love the idea of going to like Egypt or something like that and then walking down someplace where they're selling merchants or selling all sorts of goods. I mean, that's cool. But it's not cool when they're coming up on your face and give me this and, and just trying to sell you things that, yeah. quite frankly, are garbage, you know? Yeah. Now, if you, you know you know the story with Egypt and stuff that goes back in the days where a lot of times back, uh, I, I think it was in the early 70s and stuff, they were selling actual Egyptian artifacts, you know, and, and they would just sell them to anybody who had the money. And a lot of the stuff that was happening is, Sometimes they would take and they would put plaster over ancient statues. Uh. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that story. They would plaster, and then when they came through the airport, they were actually stealing, you know, thousand-year-old relics like from the Egyptian tombs and wow. stuff like that. Wow. Yeah, that was a big, a big thing. That's why they got so strict on that. But um, anyway, there's a guy in my. The reason I'm mentioning Egypt and stuff not only is because this girl told me she came back from there, Chuck, but there's a guy in my job, and he uh, he has. Apparently, this guy is an older man. He's in his 70s. And he um, he met this woman in Egypt. And he actually put up an apartment up in Cairo that he's been working on for some time. And the apartment is gorgeous. I mean, it, it cost him almost $200,000 already. But the thing that's interesting, though, is that he said the building is about nine floors, I think. Has like 24 apartments. And there's only six completed. Oh, wow. So, th therefore... They don't turn the elevator on because there's not enough apartments for the elevator to be justified to be on. <laughs> so he's got to go up to the seventh floor up the stairs. And I thought that's kind of funny because when I looked at the apartment before they fixed it, it looked like a, a time bomb had exploded inside. And I'm like, I'm, I'm saying to myself, why would you invest 
in Egypt, like in Cairo. I mean, that would be insane. But anyway, the point is that that, that I was going to tell the story that he he said I think he told me 25, 30 minutes away from the pyramids, and he took uh, you know a couple of hundreds of photos. And Chuck, believe it or not, I took one of his photographs, and I'm working one of the new books that we're going to be putting together is Echoes of the Ancients. Pyramid Secrets Exposed or Unraveling uh, unraveling the Pyramid Mysteries. Right, right. It's a great cover, and I worked on the cover already. You got to see that book, Chuck. I, I think the people are going to love that. But anyway, there is an engineer in my job. He's um, very, I mean, he's been around, and, and he believes that he has some knowledge how the pyramids were built. So I told him, why don't we get together? Let's put it on a book, and let's put out, you know, Anything that's out there, it's it's something new. It's I'm sure people will like it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, and I guess you read it already, Chuck. And and we we put together. You know, how we've been working on the Chronos Shadow Initiative. Oh yeah. But actually, it, the book name of the title of the book is Shadows of Time, the Chronos Shadow Initiative. Now, for people that are not familiar, uh, the Chronos Shadow Initiative is a clandestine group. That supposedly we we I mean there's really no idea who started the group or where it came from, but apparently it started after Nikola Tesla in 1943 was confiscated when he passed away, and the FBI CIA confiscated his books. Well, what happened with that apparently is that the Chrono Shadow Initiative supposedly this is the legend, you know, was started and they uh, took anything that had to do with time travel. And they investigated both time travel and invisibility and all that stuff, I think, which, you know, as we know, the United States government supposedly you had the Philadelphia Experiment, which is actually called Project Montauk. Right. Okay? Right. And in that project, which it later was nicknamed with a Philadelphia Experiment, uh, they stated that the United States had a, a battleship called the Eldridge. Which was in a port, I believe. Am I correct in saying Delaware, Chuck? Was it Delaware or, or Philadelphia? Uh, you know what? I'm not really sure, but I, I I do remember the Philadelphia experiment. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, what happened basically is that uh, I mean I forgot exactly where it was, but the ship disappeared for 30 minutes or right, right, 30 seconds, and then it appeared from one place to another, and then apparently what happened is the people that in the you know when they came back they were embedded in the hull and um one of the things about that is and chuck remember because you did for the book the research you did was not on the philadelphia experiment you get most of the research that you uh did for the book uh was on the um Ketchburg incident yeah and, and that's because you visited the site and and you know the acorn well the whole thing is that this book takes all this clandestine groups and starting with most of the book is based on the chrono shadow initiative and they uh you know we've taken roswell we've taken every possible thing that we know but the best part is there's a scientist that just recently did uh, experiments on the bets ball for us or the victor ball as it's called that the one that i got in possession in st augustine florida right um but the problem is that he, through some experimentations and stuff, and, you know, some knowledge he's got. And then I met this German scientist, which uh, he works for a very prominent company uh, that deals with, you know, electrical engineering and, and stuff like that. And he mentioned to us, he gave us some great insight. In fact, I'm going to have an interview with him soon. 
uh, right the, before the book comes out, I'm going to have him interview. Now, unfortunately, we cannot give his name because his company doesn't allow for him to have any media coverage, I guess, uh, for whatever reasons. And, you know, he makes, I, I'm not going to get him fired, you know, or anything, but right, right. he tells us about, he gave some great information on the book and it deals with the Nazi bell that supposedly was uh, being developed by Nazi Germany. So the whole thing is that there is a link between the Nazi bell and there's a link between the Ketzberg incident, which is the bell-shaped or acorn aircraft, supposedly, that uh, fell in Ketzberg, PA. Now, the, when that happened in 1965, Chuck, and you were the one that brought this information for me, it was a big fireball that was seen by at least a couple of states surrounding the area. Yeah, that, yeah that's and, correct. I think it went through Michigan and a few other states, and it landed in a right. remote, remote area, actually only about 45 minutes from where I live, Kecksburg, PA. That's correct, and, and that became a big thing. And in fact, there's a lot of, lot of information on the Internet and there was one particular guy that had witnessed something that apparently uh, his web page and everything was taken down. Um, there, so there, there is a lot of information. But the whole thing is that there might be a link between that and the Nazi bell. And, you know, the good thing about stuff like that, Chuck, is that, believe it or not, uh, it made this book that has an ending unlike anything you've ever read. Yeah, that's true. It's We're not going to give any detail. All I could say this much is I uploaded the information to uh, KDP on uh, Amazon. The book is going to be available in Amazon probably in the next 72 hours. So anybody listening should consider getting the, uh, the it's called Shadows of Time, the Chrono Shadow Initiative by Chuck Caputo and Eddie Guevara. Now, if you guys, even if you don't have the title, you forget, just look up either Chuck Caputo or Eddie Guevara in right. the search, and all the books that the House of the Unusual is publishing are going to be showing up in the, um, you know, on the on the find. We have recently the latest one we published was the Alien Ball, and if you go on YouTube right now, today I aired the initial uh, findings of the ball. Not findings, but there's a little smike. Uh, one minute commercial and again the book is great and it's called alien ball from space uh, unraveling a cosmic artifact um, it's a quick read it's it's only 82 pages i believe but it, it what happened is and another story with the is everybody knows that the bets bro was found in 1974 by the bets family and apparently after several you know it became world famous uh national Enquirer picked it up the navy check the ball they all said it was just a really common ball but you know the family stated that they had mysterious uh, movements and it responded to music it had a magnetic feel well i traveled down to florida with my brother back in september of this year they just passed and there was a magician friend of mine i'm not going to use his name because we don't need to bring him into the lim limelight and you know he's there all the time so i don't i don't want to cause any because people, you know, people will start <laughs> asking questions all over the world. But the whole thing is that there's a guy that goes by the name of Victor. Now, the guy is, a, is, is regular. A, I believe he lives in the Orlando area. He regularly visits St. Augustine once in a while because he likes fishing and, and a few things. And what happened with Victor is that he found, I think, in a farm he's got in Orlando or some area or, or, or his house. I forget where exactly, but he, they found... 
a you know a ball a bowling ball made of steel and he said this looks like the bets ball he remembered the story because victor's a little old in his 60s and he came down to saint augustine with it and he gave it to the magician because he goes to the guy's show every time he lands in saint augustine the magician said hey this is a nice thing but you know he really had no no idea what to do with it so when i went down there we started talking he goes hey ed what a coincidence I got something you might be interested in. So he took me to the back and, and he showed me this ball and I go, what is this? And then he mentioned, I go, oh, that's right. I remember the story, whatever. So I acquired the ball and brought it over to New Jersey, which was very interesting trying to get it here on the plane. But anyway, uh, it's a 22 pound steel ball, you know? So when I got it, um, I had a, an electrical engineer scientist, Russian guy, which is funny that he's Russian, but He uh, lives in my job and he has a little um, lab there where he carries out, you know, uh, basically they give him different products like companies that want to check certain things. And, and he took the ball and he worked on it. He basically took the ball and did experiments on it and compared it to see if it's the original Betts ball or if it's just an eerie lookalike. The whole thing is, Chuck, that apparently the ball, I'm not going to say what the conclusion is. It's in the book. You can buy the book, you can check it out, but, you know, we did, and the ball is in the possession of House of the Unusual, and it's going to appear in Chiller Theater in April of this year. Nice. I'm going to have it in display there, so that's going to be the last week of April. Um, I'm going to be a chiller. So, you know, other than that, Chuck, Chuck we, uh, we've been doing that, and if you guys know, and if any of you guys out there like to make magic, like to produce Chuck the Genius here, has put together two original books. One is called Skull Magic Unleashed. The first part of the book is, that's the first book we published this year in October, and it's been selling quite a few copies. It's basically based on his collection of skulls that Chuck has used throughout you know, the last 20, 30 years. Most of them he's made in his magic tricks. The section part, second part of the book consists of several DIY projects, do it yourself. And they are, you know, masterfully put together by Chuck. Then the later part of the book has, you know, like a couple Hicks historical facts and, and some fun read. The second book that Chuck put out is more elaborate, more in depth. It's 122 pages, I believe 124. And it's called How to Haunt with Magic which goes into more projects and, and some of those you do require a little bit of a, an advanced degree in electronics. But, you know, if you have anybody in your family that could, you can take to want to take the test. The books are there. They've been selling very well. So, again, I'll repeat Skull Magic Unleashes, the first one. The second book is How to Hunt with Magic. The third publication out is The Alien Ball from Space. And the best book up to date that I think is going to be phenomenal with a crazy ending is the Shadows of Time, the Chrono Shadow Initiative. And that should be available in Amazon in the next day or two. <clears throat> so having said that, you know, uh, Chuck, uh, what else uh, can you bring to the table today since our time is almost <clears throat> running out now? 
Yeah, you know, excuse my, excuse my voice. I've been, uh, oh my goodness, these long flights I had coming back. But yeah, we touch on some really cool subjects. I love these subjects that we touch on. You know, the skulls, the DIY projects. I mean, and, uh, and I give you the information where to buy certain kits and there is directions that you can build these things. And these are items that I've used in my own performances and I still use throughout the years, you know, because I've always been partial to spooky magic and uh, particularly ones with an electronic twist that's a hidden type of a thing with a hidden push button that your offstage assistant would use or whatever. Uh, yeah, so, you know, thank you so much for all the people buying these fantastic books. And uh, we've always come up with some great topics, you know, like you said, about the uh, about the Betts Ball, about the um, uh, about the German, uh, the acorn, the uh, the bell always fascinated me. And there is a correlation uh, definitely between the bell and the Kecksburg. I mean, because because the bell had. Uh, a mercury that would spin in its uh, centrifuge and you know which apparently that would be the major crux behind time travel that the germans yeah. put in there and so you know what so i mean so who knows you know this thing that went into kecksburg what 20 years later very well could have possibly been the you know the german bell i mean uh, it de definitely could have and, and you know a lot of people don't realize that the only reason we went to the moon is because when we had what was called project paperclip right Right. The United States acquired most of the scientists from Germany, and I believe it was Braum or something was his last name, Van Braun. Yeah, Von Braun. He, he was brilliant. If it wasn't for him, yeah. we would have not have made it to the moon with him and his team. Absolutely. Exactly. So, you know, that, that tells you that his technology was a lot more advanced. And another thing I wanted to say, Chuck, because that you mentioned, in one of your books, uh, the second book, How to Haunt with Magic, we, you know, you asked me and said, I wonder how many people would actually do the projects in the book. Well, I believe there's a guy, and I think it's our friend Ross over in, in England. Mm -hmm. He, uh, I think he's been trying to build either the mouse or the rabbit or what is it that you have there? Because he's been asking me for where are the parts or where can he get oh, the that's, parts. That's probably the barking dog where you deal the cards um, <laughs> one at a time after a spectator chooses a card. And you bury it into the pack and you can shuffle it and you do it down in front of the dog onto like a pedestal and then the dog will start to bark for no reason and then the very next card that you're about to deal that's the selected card this is this is basically a remake of the inverti barking dog you know what tony inverti the great dutch magician slash inventor from holland came up with this effect that that effect probably in the early 70s and so i came up with a way to do it with uh, modern technology which is a form of a metal detector and i tell where to get this kit where you can put it together and that really that's the guts behind this whole thing and so all you have to do is build a box and more or less like a almost like a pedestal that you know that you could put the dog onto but yeah you know so i so i explained where to get the kits and the parts that you need and there's even a floating nightstand which is a, which is a, which is a neat version of a floating table, and so I've been using this. You know what? I cut it out a few months ago, just with a jigsaw. I mean, I just have a jigsaw, and I went down my basement, and I just cut the legs out and everything. So I show close-up diagrams how to do it, and how to form it, and so where the table floats. I don't care for a lot of the floating tables on the market right now because they're too big. This is a floating nightstand, like, you know, the type of thing you would have next to your bed, maybe would hold a little lamp or something like that. So there's some really great ideas. You know, they're all professional things that I use or have used in my shows. And, um, you know, when, when you're talking about some of the stuff like that, Chuck, I, I've been looking, I didn't realize the other day I was looking into TikTok and I noticed that TikTok has obviously a shop 
Now we haven't really gone into TikTok. I think you're called a dark magician on TikTok. Yeah, I got a crazy sense of humor, so be forewarned if you check out the dark magician. Oh my goodness, I I act as Rocky in one of them. It's <laughs> I got a crazy sense of humor, so just be for it. But well, it's all good, clean fun. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the thing I was gonna say is that you know I'm kind of glad you built up the thing there because I think House of the Unusual should take part in TikTok pretty soon because the shops there. I was seeing that there was one particular Chinese company. They're selling keychains, but the keychains are actually like little pistols that actually have little bullets in them. Oh, I think I know. I, I saw those. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and and it blew my mind when I'm looking at the top. It said 748 units sold, like in the last time. I'm like, what? Yeah. So it might definitely be an interesting way to uh, start selling our magic tricks and. Because, see, the whole thing is a lot of people um, go and, and they know me and stuff from eBay. We have the Etsy shop, which is specializes mostly in handmade items from Chuck. Like the rare stuff from Chuck that goes on sale usually is sold through our Etsy shop. And, of course, I have there, you know, in mostly all of them, including the new books as I publish, there's a section in the back where you could still buy, you know, the regular products like the old Captain Company from Famous Monsters. Right. You know, you had in back of the every, you know, magazine, you had all the ads and stuff. But um, the thing I'm just going to say is that I'm, I might play around with TikTok because I am trying right now. My website, the House of the Unusual, the website itself has all the products there. And I'm trying to do away with eBay a little bit. Uh, I don't like the fees. I want to have the savings go to the customers, people that want. I don't want to get bombarded with fees and then have to charge crazy amounts of prices. Now, one of the things I was going to also bring up to your attention, Chuck, is that the um, when you know when you're talking about TikTok, I've noticed you have a little bit of a following there, which is, is a very good thing. And and TikTok videos, you know, TikTok is, is for some crazy reason, it's bizarre how much you could actually make and and become popular on TikTok because it has a way of taking possession of a person when they start scrolling through things <laughs> and and you can somehow just stay there for hours now youtube has been trying to catch up with that by their what they call the youtube shorts and instagram is trying most of them are going including facebook but what i'm actually working with and i had talked you know with you chuck about this is i would like to start probably in the next i don't know next couple of weeks i'm working on how to get around it like in other words i need to see how and where i can get the software necessary to run a live auction house right and uh what i would do is i would actually have an auction thing where people can live you know put auctions and i would run it and broadcast it live using a program called Streamyard. And I would broadcast it through Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all at one time. And I think they're at a TikTok. So it would be live across all four or five platforms. Yeah. Um, and then people would be able to bid on the product. And then, of course, you know, because I'm trying to reduce big time my collection. I want to put in the hands of people out there that love that stuff. Right. Original items. I mean, the other day, it's kind of funny. I have a seven-foot Frankenstein on eBay there. Uh, I had, like, a couple extra ones that I... They were not in the greatest condition. I was selling. So, the last one I actually sold for $560. And then the other one, I put it for 398 This is the original plastic. I'm not going to reduce it, you know, because that's what they, they've sold for 
and you don't i mean wouldn't be fair to reduce it in price because that's where the price is and those are original items not the reproduction you can get the reproduction from us as well for 149 dollars but the point is basically that we um we have all those available and i think the tiktok shop might be something we will look into and chuck uh, you know how it is how you always come up with tricks on the fly like i say hey, chuck i need a ball to rise in the air about a day later chuck's got the <laughs> ball sent to my house and i open the door and the ball just you know floats right into my living room so yeah th <laughs> things are definitely uh good for us to to look at the new horizons but right now guys the most important thing you guys got to do right now and you will help us a lot is buy the book the chrono shadow initiative which is again shadows in time but do us a favor because a lot of people have sold books i mean we have i believe the first book has sold i don't know over 100 copies and yet we have like 16 or 17 feedbacks meaning that people just don't put the feedback in i would appreciate if anybody who buys a book would do the feedback it will help the algorithm in amazon to help us get our books out there and we will continue to publish yeah, more books. Yeah, definitely take that extra time and you know what if you feel so inclined to give us a positive feedback that definitely helps and they're excellent books so we did our very best i mean we you know as far as the picture go the pictures and the descriptions we did our best so so i think they turned out very well and if, and if you do agree please give us a positive feedback it it definitely helps guys that definitely is true so having said that guys uh chuck it'll be another beautiful week and next wednesday will be now when i'm saying wednesday thursday mornings at 3 30 a.m the new episodes of house of the usual will come in this is the first one for 2024 we've had a two-week hiatus and mostly it has been because me and chuck have been sick as a dog <laughs> um as you can hear we're both kind of like <clears throat> you know throughout the show and that's what's happened i i wound up getting the flu last week and i was out cold for about four days in bed and, you know, everybody's getting there. So having said that, guys, uh, good night. Uh, thank you, and God bless everybody. Thank you, Chuck. Okay, we'll talk to you. God bless. Take care. Bye.